The basket maker. Yeah, Swiller. Get it fucking. You never trust me. Yeah. Well, that's what I fucking said. And then yeah. I couldn't find then confirmation. You, you doubted yourself. Well, Come on, get on with it. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm from Cumbria. And I'm from the north. And this is Fools with Tools. A pod- yeah, I thought that as well. A uh, podcast for the uh, second chance Swiller, uh, who, as we've just learned and confirmed, is someone who weaves baskets. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Brett? I posted a video where I made you guys into game characters. Woo-hoo! I know I chatted about it a little bit last week, but uh finally got to post the thing and people like seeing a bit of the behind the scenes and the the work that goes into making the little animations and whatnots so that was fun um spent most of the week kind of cleaning up around the maker ranch and just getting things a bit back in order because honestly since i've been out here since i was out here for the makes giving very quick one on that i had a couple people ask me last week can you just confirm to people that don't know what the Maker Ranch is? Ah, so that's what Ben, Jess, and Mike refer... That's what they use to refer to their workspace or their uh, living space is the Maker Ranch. Yeah. Is that... Okay? Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will that suffice? So, uh, yeah. Ever since I was out here in late September for the Makesgiving event that Ben uh, held... They've honestly been traveling and, and working so much uh, outside of either California or at least the zip code. Um, it's still been a bit in shambles since then because everyone kind of built a project and then left. <laughs> so uh, back to the old, you know, the old standard, which is helping clean up spaces and getting things back in order. So, uh, yeah, you can actually work in a couple areas of said Maker Ranch. And then today, after we get done with the podcast, I'm going to go help Jess work on her project house for a little bit, which is also cleaning and just gutting things out and cleaning up a bunch of rat poop. (laughs) Desert rat poop. That's about it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Good week. Uh, Al, what about you? The... um... Swilling of baskets is a skill native to the area around Coniston in Cumbria, where I'm from, um, traditionally made out of oak. And they were originally used uh, to take down mines and also to carry babies, which, as yes. we know, in the north of England is the same thing. Um, yes. So this week, you know, I realized they should have said I'm from Coheed or something like that. It could have it could have worked out. It's, the north Not is quite fine. Um, it was horrible. You both reacted terribly to it. Right. Only because we didn't know you were from the north. You got, yes, because uh, you were like, like, wait, no, you're not. No, I'm not at all. But please continue. <laughs> please continue, Al. I interrupted. I mean, everything's relative, right? Yeah, I mean, northern hemisphere. Yeah, nor- northern America. I mean, yeah. All right, we've gone on too long. Just Geography this. with fools. Um, <laughs> yes, so this weekend, um, I first and foremost, it was my goddaughter's birthday, Yay. Um, I went round and we made bird boxes, which was fantastic. Um, part inspired by Red Smith's uh, really cool 3D printed one that he made with mm. Little Red. Um, but it was just kind of the first mildly non-rancid day of the year where there was a bit of sunshine 
uh, and it wasn't horizontal rain. So we mm-hmm. managed to get outside, uh, make some really cute little sort of primitive birdhouses, paint them up and put them up. So hopefully they will be populated. I have no idea about um, ornithology or um, anything of that matter. So I don't even know if it's the right time of year to put birdhouses up, but it makes sense because it's winter. Uh, and yeah, it was just a nice project to get the kids away from the television. Um, yes. And the second thing I did this year, so it is roughly 10 years to the day uh, that me and some of my fellow teammates founded a football team. Uh, hey. uh, to our American fans, that's uh, Elbow Sack. Um, but <laughs> f- the football team was something that came off the back of um, when we were at uni together, we had the, the, the university team and we left and we con- wanted to continue playing. So we founded a team. It was very much like a Sunday league pub team. Um, bit of a joke, but we were we were half decent. Uh, and I knocked up like a really rough logo for them. Um, yeah. And it was because we came out of school. It was like a little, it had a little like, um, what are those square hats called that you get when you graduate? Uh, motorboard. Motorboard hat. Um, and the only kit we could afford was like a black and yellow stripey uh, jersey so we, we, we the the logo just ended up being this little b with a motorboard on <laughs> but the guys really embraced it and it kind of became this little kind of real mascot of ours yeah um, and then the the team started to do really well and we, we 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 got promoted we started um getting other teams in other leagues and getting like youth teams as well and like a youth development program and there's now like six teams of this basically entity that we created. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's fantastic. And they're doing really great things in the community, um, going from strength to strength. Um, and it's just this kind of common ground for all, all these people from different backgrounds that, that all go play football together. Nice. But it's been 10 years since I did this little shitty joke logo. Um, and it was like, right, now I've actually been a practicing professional graphic designer for a decade <laughs> <laughs> and maybe have a better idea of what I'm doing. Um, let's give it another go. So I've, I've just started kind of um, some rough sketches of bringing in a, a kind of more established sports team identity to life, yeah. um, but based on the, this original kind of character and trying not to lose that charm that we had. Yeah. Um, rather insensitively dubbed uh, Dr. Robert Mugabe was the name <laughs> of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the little B icon. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to kind of finishing that up and, and getting it like embroidered onto shit onto jerseys and this whole kind of apparel and training gear and all these like training jerseys that the, the kids wear and stuff all have the all have my old logo on yeah uh, but i'm really looking forward to kind of the the reveal of the new the new logo for the team which i know it's kind of if you're not a sports fan it's this kind of maybe it doesn't really make much sense but like sports teams identities are really um important to people and, and yeah. kind of really divisive i actually did my dissertation on on uh, nfl identities uh, <laughs> and, and the kind of the impact they have on on culture and you know especially with like franchises moving cities and stuff how kind of yeah. weird and divisive it can be so that always uh, makes me think of the beginning of basketball <laughs> yes <laughs> um so yeah that is what i've been up to this weekend awesome uh why have you got paint on your hand because when you're painting bird boxes with a three-year-old uh, uh, she's not going to really care whether she's painting yeah. you or the bird box <laughs> awesome good steve stuff. what have you been up to uh i have uh this week has been an interesting one uh there's been a lot of um uh, really i was gonna say unproductive but that's definitely not what i mean really productive 
days of not doing much actual work uh, in the workshop. Nice. Lots of uh, meetings, some formal, some informal, um, about things that are coming up, which I'm looking forward to being able to talk about very soon. Uh, we've also, when we have actually been working, a lot of what we've been doing has been basically just like retooling, fixing things up, um, getting like the teaching workshop actually sorted. So like putting all the tools on the wall and organizing things, making the whole space more efficient. Um, and yeah, basic, basically just spending like a couple of uh, days or a few days uh, just making like um, tongue racks and uh, like holders for the weird things that don't really fit anywhere that you don't want to put on a shelf because any flat surface just gets filled up with crap and <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a lot of kind of making things to put things away in creative ways. It's, um, everything in workshop should be designed like toilets to stop you from doing coke. Yeah, exactly. Everything <laughs> on plant, so you can't find anything <laughs> That's the thing is like the um, the tables that are on the grinders, for example, like it's finding a way of hanging them that A, can't be used as a shelf to put other random crap on and B can't be um like used by something else because then something else will get put on there and the tables won't be able to get put away and stuff like that. So like finding individual holders for all these um like tools and things that we have dotted around. Um and I think we're gonna be doing a fair bit of uh retooling next week as well. So like making some some hot cuts and things like that. Um because basically we're just trying to get uh, rather than worrying about doing production at the moment, we're just trying to get everything ready so that when we go into teaching and production uh, next month, we're able to just hit the ground running and just crack on with stuff rather than you know having to worry about, oh, where's that thing or where do I put this or that thing's in the way or whatever. Um, so that's been really good. Uh, I have had very, very little free time because um, even the uh, the the evenings I've been working on stuff um, for uh, the workshop and for Al. Um, and uh, a lot of it has been research and putting together documents and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, my free time has been a bit lax, which meant, which has meant that I haven't had time to play with the brand new toy. It was kindly bought for me by uh, Mr. Jamie Reader, otherwise known as a massive dickhead. Um, because yeah, Jamie Jamie got me a 3D printer, and I'm now really frustrated because I have this new toy that I have no time to play with. Um, I've managed to get as far as setting it up, doing a test print, the test print failing, and me not having time to figure out why. Um, but yeah, so I've got that, which hopefully in the next couple months I'm going to get a chance to uh, to play around with and, and make some fun things on that. Um, and today it was Murphy's birthday. Yay! Um, birthday. Exactly. So we've, uh, we've had a fun day, uh, going out and running around in lakes. It was really good fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was it. If I had, <laughs> if I had chance to do the week over again, I probably wouldn't because it's been a really good week. Hey. Nice segue! There we go. But if you guys had a chance to do something over again, what would you do over again? Al, you want to take first crack? 
Um, yeah, I mean, from from doing the kind of um, the identity for the football team, which kind of sparked this initial thought. Um, I'm normally not that precious about stuff that I do. You know, I, I, the 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 concept of a do over is not really something that um, weighs heavy on my shoulders. Like looking back and think, thinking, oh, what could have been? You know, I I kind of um, you know everything is kind of in the moment, so. I never really think, oh, what what if we do this again? You know, what would be my chance? I, my idea of a do-over is very much like rethink the whole thing completely. You know, yeah. so what would be my, the, um, funnily enough, the, the this year's zombie apocalypse challenge was actually a do-over of last year's. Like I, my initial thing last year was to, 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 to make a xenomorph. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, but I just, I didn't have, the welding skills. I didn't have the equipment. I didn't have a forge. Um, the only thing I actually managed to to do with that capacity was down at your Steve, where I um, yeah forged the, the the back of the cricket bat. That was it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the 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 intent was to to make a full alien head, and that's why I was tr- kind of like wanting to learn how to dome metal and and kind of curve it and bend it, and then from then you know um, Doctor Moulton was nice enough to give me a, a sheet roller so i could actually curve metal really nicely <laughs> um and i got to a point where i could actually build a, a aso and and knock up a forge so yeah it then it almost became a do-over so my do-over is kind of not traditional uh soft reboots if you will <laughs> <laughs> um or even kind of going back and and looking at projects again and, and, and polishing, you know, literally redoing the same thing. Yeah. Um, mine are kind of metaphorical. So it, it's kind of evolved in my head. Um, and a redo becomes the thing that I originally wanted to do. If that, yeah. does that make sense? Am I rambling? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, cause I, I, I've had things like that before where I've, I've started going down one Avenue and, you know, because it it was an experiment, or it's the first time I've done something called whatever. Like I've I've ended up with an end result that wasn't what I'd originally planned. But you know, I'm I'm happy with I I like it. It's good, but I want to do it again because I actually want to you know correct that one mistake that I made that took me down this yeah. other path. Because yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not like um it's not going back and trying to get perfection or anything. It's it's yeah. just the um compromises the antithesis of what we try to achieve yeah so same with that with the hack shack it's like me clearing it all out redoing it you know hack shack 2.0 yeah re- remounting everything coming up with new storage solutions insulating it putting skinning on the inside that wasn't like the second version of my workshop that was just what i, what I was supposed to do the first time round. i just yeah. never had time or the capacity yeah. or the money to buy the fucking <laughs> the skinning for the inside so it's like yeah. i didn't have a choice yeah, I mean that, that, and that's exactly what happened with the um, the student workshop. Like we we kind of stuck everything in, and they went, "Shit, we've got a class next week. We need yeah. to start doing stuff." And yeah, we we never really got the chance to to think about it. And not only that, like you o- over the last year, we've learned so many lessons about well, actually, that doesn't work there, and that's better here, and we don't really use that. So, do we need it? And and things like that so you know that that redo we we and we do this every year anyway like every year we we tweak the the main production workshop um to make things fit in better and 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 give us a better flow 
Um, and that's, I think that's part of, um, it's part of evolution. And, you know, it's whether it's small little changes along the way going, oh, we're just going to change this or we're just going to change that. But with us generally in like after March, we just, we simply don't have time to down tools and start moving things around. So, you, you know, you just have to put up with it. And then all those little things that you notice throughout the year, at this time of year, you get to go, okay, right, well, I'm going to redo everything. And I've done it with my workshop a few times. Like I've gone, actually, I've got a bit of free time. I'm going to take everything out. I'm going to move everything around and I'm going to try and make the most of this space because I've realized the original way I was doing it didn't quite achieve what I was hoping to achieve. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite a, a common thing. Hmm. Well, in, in typical fashion, I'm thinking of films and trying <laughs> to find like analogies to films. And uh, what's the Tom Cruise sci-fi film where he dies and starts over again? Uh, it's like part of the title too. Color <laughs> uh, <Cover> money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cocktail. It was cocktail. Uh, come on, what's it called? Edge uh, of tomorrow, but in America, edge it's of tomorrow. Live die there repeat. You go. For no yeah. Yes, live die repeat. So, yeah. Um, when I when I tend to think Double. of do overs, <laughs> I either think of Groundhog's Day, or <laughs> more recently, Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. because so much of it is based on, um, you know in both of those scenarios, they're still gaining knowledge to figure out how to kind of play, play the day out better, or play their, uh, their situations out better. And obviously with the comedy one of Groundhog's Day, you have Bill Murray kind of taking advantage of the situation and being like, well, I guess this is the rest of my existence. I'll just have fun with it. And, <laughs> you know, he turns into an asshole and lets the groundhog drive a truck. But with edge of tomorrow, I, I really liked that movie because Tom Cruise had a goal or his character had a goal and it was, what does it take to reach that goal? And, okay, yeah. you know, failure and then getting to start over again, but realizing that you made it a step further than last time. So it's and, not, it's not redoing the movie Groundhog Day. It's just the, the iterations of that instance in within the film is yes. like learning. Yes. So when I, obviously I'm using those as an analogy, but in my own life, and in a similar similar fashion to you, Al, I, I don't really tend to get very precious and uh, say that I need to redo a specific task or a specific yeah. build. Um, it becomes almost like a like a separate timeline, yeah. You know, to keep using the movie thing, it's like <laughs> they split. And and like Steve was saying, that project turned out different, right? That was just a that was like a split in the timeline that took me over in that direction. It's like okay, well, that story got told. But I'm not going all the way back to the beginning. I'm just going where it split, where it fractured, and I went off in that other direction. I'm going to go back to the split and go back, you know, in the in the original direction and try and kind of backstep so that I'm at the reset point. And doing things over again doesn't ever feel like I'm starting from scratch. So it may be a little bit different than what you said, like where you you're actually, it's like from... Yeah. ground level whereas i tend to think of of things in such a pragmatic way that i know that if i'm redoing something or say steve if we're doing like s hooks or, or anything in the blacksmithing 
situation. Like you could do a hundred S hooks and they will get better. You're doing the same thing, but really you're backtracking just a few steps and starting over again. It's not from complete scratch. You're not rebuilding a forge every single time you do it. You're just taking a few steps back, a few hammer swings back. And so with that pragmatic approach, say it's me working on a project like a bigger build i i don't tend to build more than one of anything especially Mm -hmm. in the stuff that i put videos out on save for the the animations you know like the video i put up the other day well that is they they are just elements of one thing though yeah absolutely the the animation world is, is one you know build if you will yeah so it it again it still has if you were to then go back and go and do a fucking George Lucas and go, oh, actually, I really wanted the guys to be like 3D in high def <laughs> and redo them all. It would just completely undermine everything you've done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So even with you guys, you know, I even said it in the video. It's like now that I've drawn Al, I actually just get to back up a little bit and restart step six out of yeah, 10. Yeah. And I could do Steve. I didn't have to go all the way from scratch. It's, yeah. So when I think about doing things over again, I tend to put in a little bit of pre-thought with if I were to do that again, what would I need to set in place so that I can only continue moving forward and taking, you know, people always use the, um, the terminology or not the terminology, but the phrasing of like two steps forward, one step back or whatever. Um, I like to know that there's always progress being made. There you go. (laughs) That's my boy. What were you going to say? Al? Um, yeah, absolutely, and 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 the idea of of um, originality and and just doing one offs like there'd be no point of me making another chainsaw on a stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything I do is like proof of concept. I'm not trying to 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 to, to jacko make a knife stuff. You know what I mean? This isn't yeah. an investment to 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 perfect something. It's experiments. What I'm doing is experiment. Um, there used to be a a, a YouTuber I watched like in the early days of my kind of understanding of YouTubes and makers um, called Ben Heck. Oh yeah. On the Ben Heck show. And he used to like mod video games and do cool, crazy inventions and stuff. <clears throat> and I don't know if it was uh, an external party or him just kind of running out of ideas, but he just kept going. It, it got to a point where he's just going back and rehashing stuff he'd done yeah. in, the, in, in the early days. And you kind of see this a lot with a lot of content creators and a lot of the bigger kind of, names and whether it's because they feel compelled to 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 produce to make more content or they're on a, a contract or a, you know a specific schedule where they, they need to change it out yeah but you see a lot more of people doing like just the same shit like i i i, and I mean i mean literally i not mean like oh they're always making tables i mean literally going back and going i'm having another go at that thing i made and i think it's just kind of disrespectful like you at the time you made that were doing the best you could and you had yeah. the skill set that you could and you know you weren't being lazy or not giving a shit you were you were giving it your all the fact that down the line you're suddenly a little bit more experienced or have a different skill set like who are you trying to impress are you trying to go back and like shame your early self or like impress people from the past who were watching that person because surely if you've developed and you've moved on, you should by very nature be doing something completely different anyway. It's like going back and going fucking slam dunking in like a kid's basketball ring. It's like, well, yeah, of course you can, because you're an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, 
But then, like, I get what you, I, I get what you're saying, but like that, that's like saying, oh yeah, well you've done it once. Then yeah, even if it was shit, you but you've done it. You you don't need to ever do that again. Like no, but you do something different. You learn from that skill. Yeah, you know, but, and then and then you 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 go so, on to challenge yourself again, not just go. So, so take the take a, a workbench for example. Like so, say uh, Brett made a workbench out of an old doctor's table doctor's trolley and then goes yeah that was a really cool video but actually i need a workbench that that works better for me that can i can actually use and i can actually do all the things i need to do with like it's not it's not bad if he goes back and and redoes it the same as you know if like my first workbench was literally or the, like my welding table for example like i didn't video it but say i had videoed this it was welded together on a shitty broken concrete floor because I had no surface on which to weld it. And yeah, it it's welded together. It works. But at some point I want to make a better one because I I want to make a better one. Like, and yeah, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with a wanting to do it and B wanting to, you know, if you're, if you're videoing it, then why not video it? So I think there's a difference there because I, at some point do need a new workbench. Yeah, mine has just become a joke of screwing things at the bottom of it <laughs> for comedy effect. It's, it's barely serves the purpose of a workbench, especially as I'm doing more yeah. welding and stuff now. You know, I probably do yeah. like a metal bench or something. Um, but building a workbench is not going to be a redo of my first workbench. It's going to be a completely different thing. So is that you know it's going to it for all intents and purposes? Yes, it's called a bench, but it's not even going to vaguely resemble the, the first one. So I I don't know if that's a redo. Is there a cutoff point where you're just doing something totally different. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean... No, I... To, to, give, to give you an example, the, like the Ben Heck thing, the reason he popped yeah. in mind, because he used to, he used to, if he was modding something, he'd bring something back from years ago, and it'd be the same thing, like, say, a portable N64. Yeah. And he'd, bring, and he'd still be making a portable N64. It wouldn't be particularly different. You know, it wasn't like integrated screens or anything like that. He was just doing the same project. Yeah. And he'd like be looking at his old wiring and like going, "Oh, look how bad I was at wiring back then." It's like, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, again, you know, unless this unless this channel is called "Watch Me Get Better at Wiring," <laughs> you know, you, you it's just redoing stuff. So, so yeah. Whereas if he if he turned around and gone back in the day when I didn't know how to wire, I learned this and this taught me a lot. So now I can, uh, uh, you know, apply those skills to something completely different. Still on the same theme because I love retro video games, but yeah, you know, turn that, turn that ad- adaption of knowledge into something much more progressive and interesting. Yeah, but I guess I, I mean this maybe comes back to, to to something that maybe Brett can relate to more is just this one-off thing, Steve. You do a lot of production work. You do a lot of yeah. getting better at things. You are the kind of guy that goes to a gym and improves and wants to beat records and stuff. You know, maybe it's yeah. a personality thing. Yeah, I mean, I I. I, I... I uh, I just want to quickly jump in before Brett goes. Like, I uh, I think I get what you're saying, and I think it comes down to um, not necessarily a case of of whether you um, you redo something, but your reasonings for redoing something. Whether it's um, let's say because you you feel like you can do better and you want to do better and you want to um, be able to show a, a better product or a better video or whatever, or whether it's because actually you're just reusing the, the same idea and like you say you're just going to kind of go oh yeah i was a bit crap rather than saying 
this is what I did wrong last time. This is how I'm improving it this time. So you're not, um, so you're, you know, you're actually offering something new and something useful. I think, I think that's, that's what I'm getting from what you're saying anyway. I wonder if it has anything to do with, uh, limitations with your example specifically Al, um with the bench with your workbench and even with the hack shack a lot of it was limitation driven so the fact that your options have expanded or you you have uh some yeah knowledge knowledge is part of that but well Fuck, maybe it's limit of knowledge too. Like if you had known that you could use either cheaper material or yeah. you could go sort it out from a from a scrapyard or something. I, I guess it's I'm trying to figure out like an equation in my head of where <laughs> wherein lies the the cutoff point because yeah. if if you were to say make a workbench and I hand you a pile of scrap wood and a circular saw and a box of screws and go sort it out, then you are limited by material and whatever your knowledge base is doesn't really matter because even if you knew how to make the most scientifically perfect and uh, ergonomic workbench for yourself, you're still limited by the materials. So yeah. now... Yeah, so not, knowledge knowledge isn't, isn't relevant. I think that's a good point. Yeah, so especially in our space, for something like Steve, do, uh, for what Steve does on production he is able to get better, but using the same material. So his is like knowledge, execution, technique. There's a, there's a differentiator in mm. there, right? Because of yeah. what his profession is versus what you and I are doing, say on the one-off projects. Like if I were to make the treasure chest again, which I, I will probably forever hold on to is like the worst idea I've ever had to try and <laughs> sort out because there was just so much, there were so many problems with the challenge that I wanted to give myself which was can i reuse a wine barrel or a whiskey barrel to make a chest without doing a lot of you know processing of the wood and so i had my material set so if i were to do that project again i just wouldn't <laughs> because i don't <laughs> want to like yeah. the challenges there are wrong and in that capacity am i starting over like, am I doing a 2.0 or a redo of that because I am changing the material that I would be using? Because the biggest the biggest issue with that was that none of the wood on a barrel is the same size. There's multiple tapers. Yeah. It's bent. You know, like nothing about it works to make <laughs> what is effectively the project that I wanted to make. Yes, I yeah. completed it. But like I screwed myself. By not just picking my material a little bit better. So the challenge was nice, but I never want to do a project. If I were to make another pirate chest, I would never make that again or attempt to make it even with more knowledge of the materials. Yeah. I would choose against that. So where, where's so, the distinction? So that that's kind of uh, like what I was thinking. So if you, for example, if you did want to do another pirate's chest, you would approach it in a different way. You do it in a different style would you then call that a redo because i mean for for me like i wouldn't <clears throat> i wouldn't call doing like 400 tapers redoing a taper it's yeah it, it's production work it's making the same thing over and over again yeah um but how do you get to carnegie hall <laughs> but john you... practice oh, <laughs> uh 
but if you were to redo a project so for example you know redo the the hack bench then like to me that's that's taking everything you've done and going right okay i've i've done that i've learned my lessons i i want to redo this because i want to make an improvement i want to change this i want to use a different material so you know you're trying to get to the same end goal as you were originally trying to get to but you're going to approach it in a slightly different way whereas what you were saying about um uh the the like the portal n64 if you're just doing the same thing again but you know you're you're slightly better at it so you know your wiring's a little bit better or, or whatever like i i don't really class that as as a redo like that's not a do-over that's not changing anything about it that's just going oh i'm a bit better at doing this same thing like that that to me is almost like production work no but right. is that not the purpose of having a redo it's, it's like the mulligan that you referenced brett like you know the sporting term is like i fucked that up can i have another go yeah yeah that, yeah that, that's what i think of when people say redo or do over it's like oh i'm not quite happy with the way i did that can, can you give me another shot just yeah. pretend that never happened but but that, I think that for... isn't about practice that's about yeah, but that, that's what I mean. Is like for so using the the, the treasure chest as an, as an example, like the do over is not. I'm going to do everything exactly the same, except you know I'm going to know how to use a spoke shave better. I'm I'm going to be able to weld better or whatever. Like it's the fact that it's like actually my the core idea was good, but the execution lacked because I was using the wrong material. I was doing the wrong this. Like so, you're changing a, a fundamental part of it. So you're not just doing the same steps over and doing the same steps better. You're changing those steps to make the end result better. Yeah, there you go. So in my mind, what is happening is a simple way of putting it, or at least the interpretation I'm getting out of this is goal not achieved. Yeah. yeah. So a, a do-over, a do-over in its... <laughs> In its simplest terms, is just I did not achieve goal. Yeah, I yeah. am going to achieve goal. And with the things that we build, I, I think a lot on form factor. Or that's a terminology <laughs> that comes up a lot in like tech. You know, Steve, I'm sure you dealt with the uh, yeah, yeah, like computer upgrades and things in the past. You know, the Mac. Everybody knows how Mac's form factor started getting reused in a lot of other brands because people like the look or the aesthetic of it and uh, even with the Mac Pro that looked like a trash can, now they're changing it and it looks like a cheese grater. And <laughs> these form factors change for aesthetic purposes. But do you think there's somebody behind the scenes of like, you know, we really didn't hit our goal of pleasing like eye candy shape for a computer tower? Or do you think it was somebody trying to say we can improve on that? It just so happens that the form factor turns from a cylinder trash can into a transformer. I think that's a really, really interesting example because I was just thinking in my head in the background about Apple and other tech firms and and what a redo is versus innovation. Yeah. You know, once upon a time Apple innovated, you know, <laughs> they came out with fucking a, a laptop in an envelope and everyone yeah. lost their shit. Um, that wasn't a redo. That was a complete groundbreaking thing, you know. Yeah. Supposedly invented the smartphone. Did they fuck? But you know, <laughs> revealing the iPhone was yeah. a groundbreaking moment, and that was what Apple were fantastic at. Yeah. Um, you look at like Nintendo. Everything they released was a complete revelation and completely yeah. 
new and interesting and dynamic. And yeah. then they totally fucked up with the Wii U because they were trying to redo something they'd already done. Yeah. They were trying yeah. to redo something that was already su- successful, had a really fucking long lifespan, the Wii. You know, the lifespan of the yeah. console was ridiculous. Um, and they just tried to weirdly improve. It was like, oh, well, we always wanted a, a screen on the controller. Yeah. And like, what? And we always wanted the same graphics, but the same like processing power and not change yeah. anything, but weirdly try and shoehorn shit in. It's like, no, you didn't. Why are you going back and like George Lucasing it? This is like, this isn't what you're famous for. You're famous yeah. for going from a, a cartridge console to the GameCube to the Wii and, and you know, all <laughs> these weird and unconventional approaches to stuff. Whereas, what a funny... Go ahead, sorry, I'm sorry. No, so, so the Apple example, Brett, they went from really interesting innovations and even their phones. I mean, I, ne- I never owned an iPhone. I've always been Android, but their phones were like, you know, the the, the three to the four was such a change in design, yeah. in function, in form, um, and the four to the five less so, but still different. And now what it's become is just iterations of the same thing. Oh, yeah. oh we always wanted it to be a little bit thinner. We always wanted it to be a little bit there. You know, there's nothing changing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, so it's seven so, cameras on it. Yeah, so so the the Mac Pro example is a really interesting one because that's a, one of the territories where they can still play, you know. Whereas I think in the in the world of the the, the, the MacBook and the, the iPhone, there's become a, a, an expected norm with people. So yeah. people expect phones to look like this. People expect laptops to look like this. And if you change that, people lose the shit, like with the Cybertruck. Yeah. So yeah, the the the, the one thing where they, they aren't redoing stuff is the Mac Pro, and I find that really fascinating. Because mm-hmm. they go back to the they go back to the drawing board on everything, you know, complete architecture, motherboard, everything, you know, every single GPU, CPU, it's all yeah. fucking complete back to the drawing board. And I think that is a much more compelling approach to doing anything back to the drawing board than try to redo something that maybe, like you say, Brett missed its goal. So I think to me, that's I like I I would say that that's actually the other way around. Like I would say that. That going back to the drawing board and and completely changing everything down to the basics. That's a, but to achieve an end goal, that's a redo. Doing those incremental, okay, do, doing those incremental little improvements is an incremental. Like that's not a redo. That's, See, that's in just, my head. Redo is the golf shot that you missed at the bunker and you just have another go, and you do the same <laughs> golf shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, I, but slightly different and get it. Yeah. And don't you don't scuff it. Yeah, see, I, I get, I, I get. I, I, love, from, I love that but, there's this scope, though. Like yeah, the, the, this one simple little term can have so much yeah. scope. I mean, that, that's the thing. Is like, say for me, like a, a redo would be uh, you going, all right. So the hackbench was was great, and it was. We've got this fucking hackbench. <laughs> but it's but going flat-ish. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> except for those. Yeah, but like, but that, that's the thing. It's like it's you going like the hackbench was great, but. I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to do it better. This time it's going to have a metalworking bit. It's going to have a vice that's actually attached. It's going to have a drawer for pens or whatever. Like it, you know, like that, that redo is, I don't fucking know. Uh, Workshop. (laughs) As we um, all know, pens should be hung from the ceiling, like sausages on screen. Oh, fuck. Yes. Um, But yeah, that's the, yeah. But that's the thing is like that, that to me is a redo is going like this and like, it, cause that's the thing. That's how I kind of define it. Uh, like using Brett's 
thing there is like for me it's a redo is this thing it hit the goal but meh like it it kind of does what it needed to do but i could do it so much better if i went back and i like i said in the beginning like i if i'd use different materials if i'd uh use a different technique if i'd change these steps like um i'm trying to think of an example of something that i've that, so i made some um some scribes recently and uh me and joe were mucking around and we were trying to put a ball on the end of it and the one that we did ended up looking like a uh, unicorn fucking hell an acorn uh on top rather than a a, a ball um and that was Dutch, great. a squirrel is called an acorn is it yeah how annoying is that that's weird what do they eat squirrel <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like so uh that that's something that it's achieved its goal but actually i want to redo it i want to go back and i want to use that technique again and 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 actually no that's that's a really bad example because that's a that that's an improvement of technique uh (laughs) we're defining it steve you can say what you want (laughs) yeah yeah i know but that's the thing is it i've 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 fucked up my own definition of it because that's not what I mean. <laughs> Welcome to um, Pools with Tools. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that's so for me, like uh, a redo is where you've done something, it's it's worked, but actually it's not gone perfectly. It's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna redo that level because I got through it, but I only got a bronze. I wanna get a gold. Like, so you go back and you know you're not just playing through it exactly the same way, doing the same thing and just doing whatever, you know, you want to make sure that actually you go explore that extra room and you get that extra um, star and that extra heart piece. And, you know, you, you want to make sure that actually I am going to go to London ranch and kick chickens. Like, you know, you, you make sure you do all those things that you didn't do before. If you know how to kick in Ocarina of time, you have to let me know because yeah, I, that I wasn't meant, a functionality in the game. I meant swipe. Love swipe. you, Steve. Pedantic dick. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, don't reference my favorite game. <laughs> so, again, I, I mean, you're you're kind of searching around, or there's different iterations of this, but you're still kind of pinning down the fact that an improve an improvement can be made, right? So, you're saying start from scratch or or start completely over again but yeah you're just talking about improving no okay so, okay I'm so just looking for clarification i like yeah this. so um you know it, it it can be achieving the same goal but doing it in a different way so you know rather than making it out of metal and wood you're going to use clay and meat or something <laughs> like chickens yeah um so I think, like to me, a do-over is um, doing something again, trying to achieve the trying to achieve the same goal, and either trying to overshoot the goal that you originally hit, or trying to achieve the same goal but in a different way. Ah, okay. So because there's an established milestone for it, yeah. Like there has to be there has to be a notable milestone made. Like we have a a um, what is it in in scientific research like a like not a base model quantifiable or, or a standard control. right a control. control there you go so you yeah. have a control 
that you're able to choose to improve upon if you think that you can achieve a higher goal or or set higher goals for that matter or achieve the same goal by a different method yeah yeah and and yes improve upon the the cost or the labor or the materials or whatever um al if if we use hb uh as an example again i think if you were to if you were to approach building a new workbench with the exact same functionality relatively the same form factor but just higher quality materials and maybe a little bit i don't know whatever your perception of higher craftsmanship would be yeah. on it would you consider that a do over no no cuz i don't i don't think that's how my mind works yeah. like i I See, wasn't I... I wasn't thinking of the materials I wasn't thinking of the process I was thinking of the this is a weird metaphor but the the, the Disney character silhouette like you know you, you, the 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 goal of drawing a Disney character is to have an iconic silhouette yeah it, it's not the color of her dress or the the personality of her story it's like did yeah. you make something that you can recognize with, yeah. with, with, with in black and white so for me the, the hack bench wasn't a, wasn't an exercise in woodworking or um like storage solutions or anything like that. it wasn't any traditional approach to anything go on steve yeah that, I, all i was going to say is like using a desk as an example like if i if i make a desk and it's three bits of 18 18 mil ply uh with like top and two bits at the side for legs like and that that's a functional desk <laughs> not really like, <laughs> no if you've got like so it's like that so it's like a, a u um so, so it's like a floor it's like a floor with legs that's essentially what my desk is it's okay. three bits it's chipboard not ply but yeah um but yeah so you, if i if i was to do that and then i did exactly the same thing but using solid mahogany I, I wouldn't consider that a do-over. I would consider that doing the same thing, but with a different material. Like, but if I went, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the design. I'm gonna put four right. metal posts on the end. Like, that's a do-over. Or if I said, you know, I'm gonna make the entire thing out of clay, then I'd consider that a do-over. Like, it's I think just a slight incremental improvement is not isn't what I would call a do-over. That's just then to uh, me. Then to me, the goals are changing. Like the fact that it's just a desk is a very vague goal. Like if you, if you go from something which sounds horrifically unstructural, Steve, to be honest, <laughs> three sheets of 18 I, mil. I'm going to show you. How are they even joined? <laughs> um, for you going from that to something with eight legs made out of clay and mahogany with a fish tank in, that ain't even the same fucking ball. That ain't even the same goddamn game. <laughs> like, th that's not a do-over. That's that's like a completely like. So, so if I'm understanding you, your your definition of do-over is changing changing it completely. No, no, like because <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, you, know, you set the... what happens when you try and make a definition for an extremely simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like broadly used term. What yeah. do you think the means? <laughs> so you're right. So everyone has a desk, yeah, but everyone's desk is is completely wow. different. So if you 
if if I build a desk, then if I build exactly the same desk, like and I'm and talking for like, I'm, I'm talking uh, fuck sakes, uh, like a, a video project for example. So if I make a video of me building a desk out of three bit supply, then I make the exact same thing, but I use different material. Then that's that's the same project just with mahogany instead of plywood. But if I then say, well, actually, I'm going to get rid of that desk and I'm going to make a new desk that's going to sit in the same space. It's going to have the same monitor and laptop and everything else on it. But I'm going to make it out of metal. I'm going to change the design. I'm going to put a drawer for pens in it. I don't know what it is with me and drawers for pens at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm going to put that in it. I'm going to I'm going to put a, a, a power bar in it so I can plug my phone in without having to go under the desk. Like I'm, I'm going to make those. So it's not a, a single small incremental change. It's like what you were saying about the, the iPhones. Like it's, it's not a simple little change going a little bit thinner or a little bit nicer material. It's, it's that, that big step up. Um, it's, there's something fundamental has, has changed about it. There's, you know, there's added, uh, added value to it other than just the cost of the material. Does that make sense? It does yeah. absolutely, but I I, I want to know then where your line is between that and just something completely fucking different. Like, why 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 are you still classifying that as a redo or a do over? If it's if it's so fundamentally changing, what is is it just the fact that its base purpose is a desk? So so that, you know the the lowest common denominator is the thing that it was meant to be. Yes, is and that what, no. Is that was tying the two together because, yeah. you, you know, if, if you had those, t- imagine there were videos on your YouTube channel. They'd yeah. be very, very different videos, wouldn't they? They'd be very yeah, different yeah. stories. You'd have completely different skills to learn. So, like, it's the worlds apart to me. Yeah, but that that to In me, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that to me is, is you know that is the do over. That's the actually I'm going to make the desk again, but I'm going to make it better. I'm going to yeah. I'm not just going to make it. I'm not just going to sand it a bit more or <laughs> do whatever like i'm gonna make a, a significant change to to improve it like and yeah there, there is it does get to a certain point where you know it's nuclear powered and has wings and shit yeah. like that like that is that's not a do-over that's that's a whole new project right. and that you know that that line is very gray like i don't think that you I, don't think like, I, made, I made i made a thing it's like yeah. and then i made thing 2.0 yeah, <laughs> like I made a project. Oh, the yeah. project blew over. It's like it was completely different. Yeah. So I mean, actually, the the two point is a fucking great way of doing it. Like to me, doing thing one or thing yeah. v one, and then if you do thing v one point two, that that's not a do over. That's just making a little bit of so improvement. Back to, back to Apple. So the Apple iPhone, and then the Apple iPhone S or whatever it was, yeah. and then the Apple iPhone three. GS, they're all the yeah. same fucking phone, right? Yeah, yeah. But then they pretended that there were three different phones, and then the next phone that came out was the Apple, it was the iPhone four. Yeah, it's like yeah. no, you haven't. This isn't the fourth version of the iPhone. Yeah, this is the second version of that. This so the <laughs> iPhone four is the iPhone two. I, like I, I don't want to yeah. go on about Apple, but like that is a perfect example. Yeah, iPhone yeah. four was the iPhone two. Yeah, so that, that's where when we get into form function or form factor, though, um, iPods. Where yeah. 
for for those few generations or for those few years in there, they were completely changing the form factor. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but also even though the, it the, served... the purpose of them, they went, they had cameras on, they had yeah. screens on, they were they yep. played yeah. videos. Everything changed. Yep. Yeah. And then now they are just cell phones without data on them. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's <laughs> they they fell into just being like, you know what? It's we kind of nailed it with the phone. Let's just yeah. make one that plays yeah. music and doesn't connect to a service. But if you remember there for a while. Yeah, when they were trying to sort out, like, what's the best music playing device? Does it need to be portable? <coughs> How portable? What's the shape yeah. that's the most portable? Do you put it in a pocket or do you yeah. put it around your arm? Is it, is it, is it flash on? based where you get, yeah. you know, uh, eight megabytes of, of memory for 300 quid? Or yeah. is, it, is it a hard drive <laughs> where you get yeah. 500 gig for yeah. 50 yeah. quid? <laughs> that, that specifically, when it, what they were doing there was form factor. Yeah. They wanted it to serve the same purpose. So Steve, yeah. to your uh, analogy, it's it's like, it's a desk. At the end of the day, it's a desk. This yeah. thing yeah. was a music player. And even though we saw things like mini disc and, you know, all the iterations, I know mini discs are the best no, now. <laughs> so all the different iterations of music players coming up through the years were completely rev revolutionary from, you know, a Walkman or a cassette player up into digital music. Um, but within Apple, they were trying to achieve the exact same goal and changing the form factor yeah. and improving. Mm. Yes. Improving on storage and, and user experience of it. But I'm, I'm honestly just looking for more examples and trying to feed you a little bit, Steve, but do you consider say that first iPod shuffle that looked like a big USB stick? Uh, was the next iteration of that a do-over? I mean, was that and is it because is yeah. is it because of the form factor? Like, I am trying to pin down yeah. where your line is. So it's because... still essentially a, a music player, but yeah. it's a music player. Yeah. But would you consider that a do-over? Like your table that you've made now, version six of somewhere in there, I see like not a do-over yeah. <laughs> like it has to change so then, where does the change come is it when you put the nuclear rockets on the side of it? like okay now it's not <laughs> but, now it's not a table it's basically an airplane that sits on the ground yeah but i mean I, I think that's that's the thing is for me like it's it's kind of a you know making a a significant a significant improvement on on it um uh, or making a, a fundamental change to it mm -hmm. um can be a do-over but when you get to that um that where it's completely unrecognizable so for me like the the desk thing for example like version two is a do-over of version one version six is a do-over of version five it's not a do-over of version one it's that's ah because okay. by then they've become completely separate and i think it's the same thing with um with the phones with the i mean the ipods is, is kind of a like Yes, I guess they are do-overs. I think, even I, think I think it was deliberate though. They they had to. They had yeah. to fundamentally change it, otherwise nobody was going to buy it. Yeah. Like, well, because they, they they had a captive audience of people who bought everything that they made. So yeah. It's like, why would I buy the new one? I've yeah. already got the old one. Are you I, I like that. I like that example too, Steve, and and the the way you put that. That version one doesn't look like version six. Version yeah. six looks like version five. So yeah. the iPod through its little generations, or if we look at music players as a whole. Mm -hmm the you know cassette walkman from the 90s to 
a music player, a digital music player now is yeah. millions of miles apart from each other. Obviously, apart because from the Sony, you know. the Sony limited edition Walkman that they just released. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is fucking glorious. But I, I think that's really fun to look at because the the leap from you know the most recent iPod situation or music player situation within Apple is not far from just a couple of years ago. But looking at that back to the early '90s, you're like, oh yes. Things have substantially changed. There was a there was a series of do overs within there. I would say. Do they actually still make iPods? I genuinely thought they yeah. just stopped making like, like a 10 thin years iPhone. Ago. It's like a thin iPhone that doesn't do anything apart from. Why? I mean, why would you bother having an iPod when it does everything your phone does, or like your phone does everything it does? They, that, because they are really good at marketing, and they say, yeah. "Why? Why would you spend four hundred dollars if you just need to spend five and get a phone?" It's just marketing, dude. They want you to spend more money and make you feel stupid for buying the product that doesn't do as much. I'm just looking at it at the moment, and it really is. It is just, it's an iPhone where they've taken it. I was looking at video games. We we went to GameStop the other day for funsies, and a used video game is $55, and a brand new one is $59. (laughs) So it is idiocy to, to like the nth degree to be like, do you want to save four dollars? There might be something wrong with your game, and you can't return it. <laughs> or oh. you can spend four dollars, and you're like, "Well, of course, I got to buy the new one now." Fuck. And neither of them even exist anyway, because it's just a code when you open the box. Yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> um, and we're back to that. This, this code is used. <laughs> so no, I I really love this. I know I know we're kind of getting long uh, on the recording, but I'm I appreciate. Steve kind of accepting the challenge and us no, throwing like a it. bunch of stuff at him because I think it is a very gray zone and and oh, I think massively. it's very perception based in terms of if it becomes uh, you looking at your own projects as what was a redo or what do I feel like a redo on it I'm going to stick to the fact at least for my my stance on it is that goal not achieved just what I right. said earlier like I did not achieve goal. I want to achieve goal. Therefore, it's a redo in my mind. Yeah. If you're doing iterations, which, which for if me you're is adding the, on, is the is the sporting analogy is where the term comes from. That's what that's what yeah. my understanding of it is. Whereas I do really like Steve's approach of the scope of it and the iterations and yeah. the the you know the, the the interpretation of it as well. Yeah, because I don't I don't think I set goals particularly like i the way i approach i've met you 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 know i don't i don't particularly set out to do things in tasks i I set out to learn or i set out to um experiment or to do something i've never done before i don't necessarily go oh by the end of it i really want like a walnut burl box with like brass inlays like i've never done that with anything like i can't do that at work because the nature of my job is that everything i do has to be unique by it's literally yeah. Um like by law. <laughs> <laughs> Every brand I come up with has to be completely different, otherwise it will fail. Yeah. Um and and every client of mine is you know, it's not like fitting a kitchen unless I, I know kitchens are different, but you're fundamentally doing the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes it might be absolutely identical. You know, I got to work every day and, and do, do, I have to do things differently. I ha- even the techniques I use have to be different every day. Yeah. So the way I have to approach and solve problems has to be different every day and involve different people um 
so I think and, and in my out of school life it's the same like I, I don't I don't set traditional goals and I don't want to achieve traditional things so if I'm cooking a meal I don't get a recipe people always ask me like oh have you got a recipe for that thing that we ate it's like no I didn't even know what it was going to be until I started making it yeah and it was just based on what kind of mood I am me knowing what my friends like uh what's in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> right limitations so I, can't, I can't say so we were talking about earlier there's yeah. there's like a box around that there's yeah. there's a bit of limitation to it so you work within your limitations and yeah. and i feel like that uh, no pun intended but that kind of feeds if you were to do it again or if somebody throws that question at you hey remember that meal that we ate that night can yeah. we have that again yeah that's not, not really a do-over yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like for example, like the the scribes that I was talking about earlier on, like um I set out to make two scribes. Um and that was that was the goal. They were two scribes, good war. Fuck's sake. Um and, and that, Steve's that just was throwing them up tonight. This is brilliant. That that was the only goal, as it were, was to make two functional scribes. Uh what I ended up making is one quite sleek scribe with a uh, Acorn on the end that was really simplistic, really nice, functioned perfectly. Um, and the other was uh, this weird alien looking thing that's got these weird curves in it, weird like reverse tapers, um, some cupping on the end. And like it is a barely usable scribe because of the shape and form of it. I wouldn't call one a redo of the other they were like they they achieved the same goal in the fact that they're both scribes but they're completely separate things so just to add to the fucking grayness of what i'm trying to put out there like just because you're achieving the same goal doesn't necessarily mean it's it is a do-over but yeah it's 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 fucking weird and it's dumb and it's it's very hard to define something that is so. Um, it, uh, what was the word that you uh, had the phrase you used earlier on, Brett? Perception, perception based. Yeah. And, and and each one is like e each time it has to be taken um, individually. Like there's there's no hard and fast rules. You can't say it's a do over if X, Y, and Z. It's just some things are a do over. Some things are. Uh, making the same thing again and some things aren't but whatever you're doing as long as you're making something that's spiffing can i please go last <laughs> uh that's up to al al what's no, the it's bass bass, bass? Yeah. Which means, Brett, you are first. All oh, right. Screw it. So, uh, yeah, I know I've talked about this group before, but um, with all the research and uh, animation and visual effects stuff that I was looking for, uh, sorry, I was looking up a lot of visual effects and a lot of animation videos and courses and, and different tutorials uh, for the video that I posted yesterday. And I stumbled again upon 
a group of young chaps called Corridor Digital. And I honestly wasn't aware that they had their own specific channel for their behind the scenes stuff and a little bit more of their like daily project things. And it's Corridor Crew. And they they actually have kind of an ongoing series of maybe a bit clickbaity, but it's like visual effects artists react to things. So they just kind of look through old footage and go like, oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> but then often what they will do is try and talk about what's lacking from it or how it can be an improvement or how they can make an improvement. And then there have been a couple of videos that they put up specifically the Scorpion King from Mummy Returns, correct? Second one? Yeah. The redo of the mummy. Yeah. So uh, they used deep fake technology and their own visual effects uh, prowess. And in a matter of hours, improved the one shot of the Scorpion King with the Scorpion <laughs> body and the fake digital rock. And made it look <laughs> at least passable or something that was a little bit, uh, a little bit more pleasing to the eye. But I like the fact that they analyze it. And they're like, look, for 1990 whatever or early 2000 whatever, that was about as far as the technology could push. So mm-hmm. they talk about the limitations a little no, bit. It was, it, was, it was shit for the time. To be fair. Well, no, no, it was fucking horrid. <laughs> but that's why they, they always compare it. And they're like, you know what this movie the also came like out? The Two Towers. <laughs> yes. So... I like that they at least offer. They're obviously kind of shitheads, and they're really talented, so they mm. they take a piss a lot of the time. But I enjoyed watching some of the videos. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole just looking through some of the ways that they were talking about improving things like visual effects or different programs that you can use. Uh, it's helpful for me because I am interested in things like visual effects, and if anybody else yeah. wants to just get more educated or at least listen to a bunch of people laugh at footage that we've all kind of looked at and gone, why is that so bad? And you go, well, it's subsurface scattering. And if you don't know what that terminology means, <laughs> they say it in almost every episode. So corridor I, I, crew. I really like the, the, the example of the, the Scorpion King one as well, because it's, um, it's Terrible. tweaked. No, it's tweaked our kind of our judgment criteria a bit because it, it was redoing something somebody else had done. Yes. Yeah. And not only is it somebody else doing it, also the the their goals are going to be completely different. So the, the goals of the people doing the film in the original was probably like, can we stick something that looks vaguely like the rock on top of this scorpion? Yeah. For cheap. For the shit <laughs> like sequel to a movie that nobody cares about. Yeah. Um yes. Goal achieved. Does it look a bit like the rock? Yeah. Right, brilliant. Is it, is it on screen for like three seconds? Yeah, right. Fuck it. We, you yeah. know, there was probably no intention to redo it. They probably got a pat on the back and thought that this looks great. This looks just like Jeff Bridges in in Tron Legacy. We've nailed it. <laughs> it's like no, like if you look at it from a different perspective and a different lens, and your your um, you know, wishes are different. I think that that's a really interesting way to redo it. And on top of that, the way that they redid it was not. Oh, we used better um, rendering and CDI technology. We used something completely different. We used the tool that was is is created to um, recreate people's faces. You know, they could have very easily re-sculpted and re-rendered the rock. Yeah. You know, just using today's technology, and it probably would have taken an hour 
and been a hundred times better, just given like probably off the shelf free software that you could get now. But yeah. instead, they used the deep fake thing, which I think was an even more interesting spin on it. Mm. To go, we can just do this with existing things of the rock, you know, footage from Raw, <laughs> and just yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the best part about it is he goes, uh, Nico, the one of the main guys, just goes, oh yeah, so I needed a bunch of reference reference footage and photos of the rock and i was looking around through google and then realized that there was actually a scorpion king movie yeah <laughs> so he just ripped all the scenes from the scorpion king movie because he's, he's like the rock well, <laughs> yeah technically that's the character he's meant to be yeah so let's yeah. just use that one <laughs> and it's brilliant like it it comes across really well so yeah it's it's nerdy vfx stuff but if anybody else is just intrigued by movie special effects and also really the thing that's impressive about it to me is it's just a group of like four or five guys. Yeah. And yeah, they it, have some pretty expensive tech, but it's it, not a production it, house. It sounds to me almost like a very specific um, version of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, it's very niche. <laughs> they they definitely watch them and the reactionary. Yeah, yeah it sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, and they rip they rip the Sonic movie apart pretty good. That was pretty fun. I think, I th- yeah, to your point, Brett. I think if you can get past the clickbaity kind of shouty Americanness of it, yes. they really, really and analyze stuff and really sort of intelligently tell you why this looks bad. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not just that the character design of Sonic it looks bad. It's that they got the lighting wrong on his eyes and the you know the fur has no gravity. You know, it's all way like yeah, yeah. Really I will say this in in defense of the loud american which that you are correct in saying so uh i met ren ren who's the younger louder of the people that are on that channel um i met him 10 years ago and he was the exact same way so <laughs> that was before youtube that was before yeah, he was yeah. really much oh, of anything no that's just exactly what he's like he was right. just really excited to talk to me about after effects stuff and he was the exact same person <laughs> And now he's just really excited with a bigger audience. <laughs> oh, nice. so, anyway, uh, moving on. That's you. I've got I've got a multifaceted redo. <laughs> so it's a re-spiff for starters. Nice. Uh, it's it's a redo in kind of someone almost rebooting themselves, you know, going for the 2.0. And also it's red do. So Ooh. it's Ooh. So I just want to spiff red. We've all yeah. obviously we give a, a lot of love to to Mr. G on this channel. Um, but recently, maybe some of you know, maybe some of you don't. He's kind of really gone for a big push to to, yeah. to have the maker thing go full time and make and try and make that work for him. Um, so if anyone can give support, he's just um, done an amazing T-shirt campaign with some really cool kind of D and D style pick your adventure maker T-shirts. Um, so I don't know if the the order's still live but if you can go and show your support in that way that would be great but you know i think of all the people in this community that kind of should make a go of this and and really deserve to uh it's it's red so yeah um all the all the love from the past but a second uh, a second batch of of love uh to big red and and help wish him all the best with his endeavors that's a very very good spiff good shout um, Right, that leaves just little old me. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, the concept of Saturday morning cartoons. Um, oh, conceptual they, spiff, I like it. Yeah. Oh, I really like this. This is basically, <laughs> I, uh, we've, we've been quite fortunate uh, this year in that we've 
already kind of got into the habit of making sure that we actually get up early you know even if we're um like if if jazz is working and i'm not like i'll still get oh, i thought this was you and murphy i'm sorry <laughs> and uh and Mur murphy sleeps all the time um but like we're you know we, we've got into the habit of getting up which has meant that actually on a saturday sunday morning you know if if i'm not teaching i'm not at a festival or whatever and i've actually got uh a morning off like rather than just staying in bed and going i'm gonna stay here until i have to get up and do all those things <laughs> like going actually i'm gonna get up i'm gonna make a nice big pot of tea or a big pot of coffee i'm gonna get some breakfast of some description i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna watch cartoons nice. and it is fucking brilliant and I, I i can't remember why i stopped doing it because it's great it just puts you in a really good mood for the day like even to the point where we're kind of we're getting up earlier and earlier um at the moment and like you know we got i, I got up at six o'clock took murphy out for a walk um got back had breakfast and sat and watched a couple episodes of batman the animated series <laughs> going to work the other day it was like it's a fucking great way to start the day. Why why do people not do this all the time? And um, yeah, so Saturday morning cartoons, particularly Batman the Animated Series or like regular shows. I was going to go with X-Men. Yeah, like they're fucking, they're great. And people should go and watch them more because it's, it's so much nicer to watch something like that rather than look at, you know, the news or Facebook and make you feel bad because everything sucks so yeah saturday morning cartoons just do it. Next, it next weekend just get yourself up early sit on the sofa in your jimmy jams eat some cereal and watch cartoons because it's fucking great um right is there any other business nope not for me al no well yeah but i'll i'll just Bring it into Spiffin next week. Okay, cool. Uh, right. And there is nothing from me. Uh, so if you want to find us, you can find us on all of the usual social medias. Uh, you can find me at Moonshot Networks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Was that X Men? Yeah, theme yeah. tune. Because you're Wolverine. Yeah. Which I kind of based the theme on for the movie, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if he is a kitty fiddler. And if you want to get hold of us as a group, you can go to FWP fwtpodcast.com you can go on Instagram and see all of the lovely thumbnails at fwtpodcast uh, or you can join the Facebook group and talk to people including Red, Red's lovely go, so go, go, go speak to Red um, that's it I think so all right. we'll see you next week, we love you Bye.